Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Well, it's Thursday, and that can only mean one thing. You're trapped in your basement again listening to Episode 1 and 2 of Walzer Automotive Group's Car Selling Secrets. In studio today... Andy Rampernard. And special guest star... Am I supposed to say my name now? Yes, you are. <laughs> Identify yourself. Raise your right hand. I swear to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Representative Ryan Winkler. The superstar. Did you call him a superstar? I did. Oh, Christ. Now I won't be able to talk to him. I just come here to feel better about it's myself. 60, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a 60 minutes ad technique. Yeah. Just oh, yeah. start oh, him absolutely. up here and then punch him. <laughs> Where were you on the night of the 17th? Right. And last but not least. I loved Mike Wallace, i got to tell you, for that very reason. Anyway, Tom. We'll be right back after these exciting announcements. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, We're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you will never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike's making a special offer for my listeners. You buy one set, get another set absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code TOM. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-516-5146. Use the promo code TOM. Go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code TOM. We are back with, this is a three-peat for you, isn't this your third time? I believe this is my third time. You were brave enough to be the first politician to darken the door of the studio. How'd you get me in here to begin with? It was through Mike Bryant, I think. Okay, Michael Bryant. Because I I, I wanted to start booking politicians because they say never talk about politics or religion, and I thought it'd be brilliant podcast topics. And I reached out to, I think it was one of your people, but they were really responsive, and it had to be a year and a half ago, I think, now. Oh, you were brave, brave enough to come in with Pat, who I was I set up with uh, some other friends of mine that, that uh, work at the Capitol, the Zipcos, if you know them. They go, hey, I, this guy would be really great. And so Didn't we, they invent the zip tie? 
No, they did not. <laughs> I don't think they'd be working if they invented they probably zip They've got zip tie money. Yeah, they yep. got that zip tie money. Baby. Easy zip tie money. <laughs> the big dough. And I'm like, God, we'll bring a Republican. They're going to be boring. And so we asked, you remember, we asked Pat the, the traditional uh, story about his first car. And he goes, well, I remember my first car. It was a gray 024. I lost my virginity in the front seat. I I'm know. like, well, this is going to be interesting. <laughs> be a lot better. I just love, honest to God, whether it's Michael Bryant or you or whomever, just the word Republican. You guys have to vomit it <laughs> no, up. It's I'm hilarious. Just, I, <laughs> God, settle I, down. I, I just te- I like to tease. Well, like I said, my mother was an ardent Democrat, and she and Tim Pawlenty got to be great friends before she died. I don't know. That's It's kind of like Ryan Winkler putting up with me. I will Same be story. honest. I was a Pawlenty <laughs> well, don't fan. Don't say yes. He's over there nodding. <laughs> I, I put up with po- you. I was a Pawlenty <laughs> fan as well. I disagreed with some of the stuff that he no, did, did during too. the recession, but I thought he was a no, you know an too. honest and good public servant. Mm-hmm. And I really thought McCain was going to pick him. And personally, I didn't think Obama was ready to be president in 08. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, you know, I might have to switch sides, and it's okay. And then yeah, all of a sudden, Sarah. That was kind Damn of like, you know, up. like really when national Republican politics kind of took a dive into the toilet. Yeah, it really, really started did, picking yeah. people who just were had no business being in charge of anything. Well, at Sarah first I thought, Palin. female governor? Is it probably somebody yeah. I ought to check out? It's like, yep. holy shit. <laughs> really? John. She could see Russia from her back porch. Oh, what do boy. you want? It's when, I think, it's when, like, the truth stopped being relevant as long as you were, you know, as long as you were, as long as you are not ever going to back down and you will stick to it, whatever you're saying, no matter what, regardless of what the truth is, what evidence right. people show you, that has become the new thing in politics. And we're seeing it, I think, more on the left now as well as on the right. Well, yeah. FDR did kind of invent it, though. Nobody lied more than FDR did. Oh, my God, what a disaster that man was. He was the uh, greatest American president you were so for his insane. times. Oh, he is my He, he destroyed is my so many things, it was unbelievable. We could have an hour-long podcast every day, every day debating Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Let's talk about Lyndon, the constitutionality of locking Johnson, up Japanese now, Americans. Now, I didn't say he was perfect. <laughs> oh, all of a sudden, when Doug brings it up, he's the greatest guy. And he also heard. should not have tried to pack the courts. No, he right. Should, no, he, Those he are did two try things. Or turn away the Indianapolis. Yes, he turned away the Indianapolis, which led to two thousand Jews dying. But other than that, he was a great guy. You're absolutely right. Look. You name me a president was worth a damn, and I don't care what party he was in. Good luck. All right. If you look at the run that we had between Roosevelt, Truman, Eisenhower, Kennedy, that is about as good a succession of leaders as you're ever going to yeah. see. Except for Truman put the Social Security in the general fund, which destroyed it. You're still getting it, aren't you? Yeah, not as much <laughs> as I should get. Well, how do you... Shut up! I know what you just tried to do. Well, you're picking it up now because of your age, aren't you? I saw that. Winkler goes after me. I saw yeah, that. You know, no, you're absolutely right. But no, I, I... There would be no Social Security without Roosevelt. Right. That's right. Yeah, it wouldn't well, exist. That, no, that would not exist. Well, no, I think the CCC and the WPA, I'm, I, I'm not anti-Roosevelt. I, I grew up on a staunchly Democratic family, and he was, you know, highly revered as a New Englander. Well, so did but, I. But oh, then when you read a little more history, you go, yeah, that's kind of sticky, and that's not... Yeah, he's mm. not a great guy. He got us to the point where we needed to be in the war yeah. uh, before it was popular, and he never... Uh, 
He did it by slowly moving public opinion. He right. didn't get us into something right. that the public was not behind because right. he realized that wars that are not supported by the, the broad public are things that we don't have the commitment to win and do. I think and think true, of yeah. all the hundreds of thousands of lives that have been lost, millions of lives have been lost because American leaders have decided that we can do small wars. Yeah. No, you're yeah. absolutely – that last 30 years. Yeah. It's like, good God. Let's move forward, Joe. Is all I have <laughs> a to few say decades. A few decades. Yeah. No, it, it, it's it's disgusting. The whole thing. Look, I don't think it's the easiest job in the world to have, anyway, because you're, you're no matter what you do, somebody's going to be livid with you about the whole situation. And or in the old days, you could just get shot. Or you could just get shot. Unfortunately, boy, there was a big run of that back in back in the day. No doubt about it. No, that was tough. I was in seventh grade in uh, 1963. At a Catholic school when John Kennedy was assassinated, you ain't going to believe how that felt. And I remember one kid cheered, and the nun beat the piss off. <laughs> yeah, don't be cheering about a Catholic being assassinated in a Catholic school. You don't want to be doing that, man. But I, I, I remember that. I, I was at home with my mother. I was at lunch. I, was, I came home from St. Anne's to have lunch. And it was announced that Kennedy had been shot. And I, my mother was a huge Kennedy fan. Huge. Yeah, my parents were too. I I, I vaguely remember that because I was I had just turned five. Yeah. But I do remember when Bobby got killed. It was the, the yeah, first was of two times I saw my father cry. Oh God, he started assassinating president. I mean, the guy's running for president yeah. now. Well, yeah. and that and don't Jeez. that was what three months after Martin Luther King it was April and June. Right? Yeah, yeah yep. absolutely. Was there anybody out there who didn't bang the Kennedy brothers? That's what I'd like to know. John and Bobby. Bang like sex or bang with a yes. gun? Marilyn Monroe, oh, no. Jane Mansfield. Oh. And you get on a list of every beautiful Hollywood actor. Those two brothers, man, it, they lined them up. I think, true. I think JFK did almost all of it. I'm he not did. sure about Bobby. Bobby did some of it. He did some. But JFK, was he was big on that. Well, you know, when your wife's homely looking. Yeah, it's true. He's got no personality. <laughs> none of that stuff. Not much to offer there. Yeah. God, the, the, that was so weird, though, watching my mother the day a Catholic got elected president. Boy, she was just wound up. So Biden's Catholic, right? Yeah. yeah he's he's technically the second, the second, second, second one, yeah. Catholic president. Although it's certainly not the big deal that it was you know, 60 years ago. No, no ago. one cared. Well, they thought the Pope was going to run America. They, mm -hmm. I remember as yeah. a little boy, they said uh, the Pope's going to end up running this country. Like well, no, not necessarily. There's always just been remember a, my forefathers who started the country weren't all that f big fans of the Italians and the Irish. I, just so believe, you know, believe me, I do know that because they all got stuck in my neighborhood. <laughs> Those blacks, blacks, Jews, Italians, and Irish people. That's right, you all go Catholics. Over there. Catholics, Jews, and black people. Yeah. <laughs> that was it. You guys all stay together over there. Oh God, and then the Irish. We'll be over here in Lake Minnetonka. Don't don't bother coming out. The Irish and the Italians would start their battling. Oh, my God. Well, because particularly in Chicago, holy God, the death in Chicago yeah. between Irish and Italians. Woo! Well, that was all, yeah, the mob, the Italian the, mob versus the Irish mob. It was. Yeah. It's actually it was. well portrayed in the last uh, season of uh, Fargo with Chris Rock. God, I have to watch. I still haven't watched that. I heard it's really good. Yeah, well, at one point it backs up to the turn of the, the 20th century, and it's the first the Irish mob comes, and then the Jewish mobs come, and they fight, and they kind of commingle, and then the Italians show up, and then the black guys show up after World yeah. War II. And it's, yeah. Chris is okay, but the story is really quite good. 
I've heard it's really, really good. I, yeah. I got to watch Ted Lasso. I haven't seen that yet. Everybody Another tells good me show. Mm-hmm. You, you watch it? No, I'm, I, I, I it's agree. It's on my list too. God, I heard it's and just McCartney three to one. Have you watched that? You're the biggest no, Beatles fan I, I know, other Beatles. than Paul Walzer, and you haven't watched that. And I still love the fact that Paul said to me, "Really, really?" Because I was supposed to interview Paul McCartney. He was kind of he was in town, and he was late. So I said, "Well, I'm sorry, but tell Paul I got to go pick up Andy from school." And he said. You left an interview with Paul McCartney to go pick up your son. I said, yeah, absolutely. Priorities. Priorities, baby. Andy needed to be picked up, so I picked him up. It all worked out in the end. But, yes, I, there's no bigger Beatles fan on earth than me. I love the Beatles, man. No doubt about it. You should Who have just used your $1,000 a month ISDN line to talk to him. Yes, that's what I should have done, absolutely. Was that only 1000 bucks a month? I thought it was more than that. Uh, well, it depends. It was between one and two. I suppose. That's when we were living out on the farm out there, wasn't it? Now we're using something that costs $50 and just goes off your current internet connection. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? How it's Funny changed. how things change. Was that a T3 line that I had? Oh, that was It was ISDN, which was a oh, very was special, very specific kind of line that's basically only used for that kind of thing. What do you think of, what do you think of me growing up, uh, not growing up, but uh, the kids grew up the first, what, 16 years of your life or 18 years? 18, 19, yeah. 18, I think 19. I was 18. On a farm out in Dayton. What do you think of that? Dayton? Me, me living on a farm, baby. Well, now we're moving back out, so. But I love what I love. You so left much. every day for work, though, right? Uh, yes. He did, and then came home late at night. <laughs> so he was there for three hours a day. That's about that's about right too. Well, it also it wasn't exactly like you know a little house on the it was big house on the prairie. So, it was a you big know, house. Yeah. We did all right. It's where L.A. Nick lives now. He yep. bought that I house. Know. Yeah, but I, I you know it's interesting how yeah I don't want to get a, you know involved in a big discussion about this, but it amazes me that we're we're so focused right now on things like skin color and all the rest of it. When you take that group of people that's supposed to be, you know, treated everybody very poorly, like blacks poorly, brown people poorly, Jews got treated poorly. If you think those same people treated poor white people, well, you're crazy. We were the worst of them all because you're white. You're not supposed to be poor. They were really bad. They still, to this day, I still get that. Well, he's not one of us. I mean, they really (laughs) still say that about me after 50 years on the air here. There's some odd people in this world. Well, it is funny that yes. people, they, the, the minorities, they're supposed to be poor, but when you're a poor white person, you must have done something wrong. Exactly to right. It. That's exactly like, the you're way You're white. Why are you poor? What would you do? What's wrong <laughs> I'd still with you? rather grow up a poor white person than a poor person of color. It depends on where you depends are. Depends on where you live, absolutely. Yeah, because you don't want to grow up poor in North Minneapolis. It's not a pleasant experience. I will, although, you know, I've never even been in an argument with a black person in my life. Never. And it's not that I uh, really never, and it just never happened. It wasn't. I was. No, they were not avoiding me. I was not avoiding them. It just didn't happen. Got to be honest with you, man. I grew up with 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 you know Mexicans, blacks, Jews, a lot of Italians, a lot of Irish, all the rest of it. We didn't. We went trick or treating together. We hung out no, together. There was I mean, never any just, of that. It's the anomaly that is Minnesota. It's ninety nine and a half percent people that look like us, and then where Tom grew up. Yeah, well, that's exactly <laughs> it. But I'm I'm telling you, we got along famously. Although that one incident, oh, I got to tell Ryan about. You know the incident about the railroad flares? No, Ooh, I've never heard very this. Quickly. St. Joe's, which is now where I ninety four kind of just before it crosses Plymouth Avenue. That's where the church used to be, right where the the school and the church, uh-huh. right where uh, where that the highway comes through now. But 
Benny Cushan was a young black kid. Ronald Cloud, Native American. You had Chucky Gleason, the Irish kid. We had a couple of Italian kids. We had, there was one of every color and every... It was like Spanky in our gang. It was like Spanky Except in our gang. That's no exactly chips. right. Exactly. So we decided, hey, let's go get some railroad flares over the 7th Street. You know, the, the, mm-hmm. it's still there, I think. Those railroad yards are still there, I, I assume. Oh, we got some railroad flares. So we go over there and we grab a case of railroad flares, and we're in sixth grade or fifth, might have been in fifth grade, sixth grade, I know, at the latest, because I went to St. Anne's a year later. So we bring them back. All of a sudden, the building is surrounded by the fire department and police department because Benny and Tommy and Ronnie and Chucky did not steal a case of railroad flares. We inadvertently stole a case of dynamite. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> that didn't go over too big. I'll tell you, you got a case of dynamite in the middle of St. Joe's school. Like, whoa! But I'll get their attention. Officer Savanich was the sergeant that came from the Northside Precinct, and he started crying on stage saying, you boys came so close. If you had moved, because it was really unstable, because it was old, uh-huh. you know, he said. Well, you nitro, boys. It, dynamite is literally just cloth soaked with nitroglycerin. <laughs> it is. So exactly. it's, it's not the most stable stuff what? in the world. He he lived. He did. He started crying up mm-hmm. on stage, saying, "You boys don't know how close you came." Yeah. <laughs> oh, if you dropped that too hard, it all would have gone off. It would all would have exploded, and it was an entire case of mm-hmm. it. So I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> yeah. That would have been a big explosion. Kind of like your career. I know. Big explosion. The supernova. <laughs> the supernova. So, Ryan, what's new at the state? What's going on? You called the show last week, I think, at the end, which was like, yeah, let's get him back in to talk Love about it. changing legislation and yep. subject near and dear to Thomas Hart. Well, what's because he's helping poor people more than anything. That's what I love about it. What's new? I mean, we wrapped up. The, <laughs> we did. We wrapped up our session finally, June 30th. It was about 18 months, more or less, straight. We're usually a part-time operation that uh, comes in, passes laws, passes the budget, and moves on. But through COVID, through George Floyd, through all kinds of stuff, we so were 38 or 40 grand, straight. whatever they pay you guys. You, you're actually just barely oh. cracked the 15 dollars an hour, <laughs> didn't you? I don't think we hit 15. <laughs> you don't think so? Yeah. I could see that. I, I just think it's so terrific because we're the... Why did this state... Uh, the only state in America that I know of that did this with flour? I don't get it. Well, we weren't going to have it at all. What happened right. in 2014... Well, you guys better explain to the listeners what right. we're talking uh, about. So we're talking about the medical uh, cannabis, the medical marijuana program. So we... You know, this is changing all across the country. Most places are starting with decriminalization and medical. Then they're moving on to full legalization and you know Colorado's had it for a long time Washington is spreading to 18 states something like that so it's it's moving right. and in 2014 Minnesota created a medical program for cannabis well there was almost no program at all the governor Dayton said that he wouldn't support any medical cannabis yeah, program he was not a fan he no, would not he do not. it uh, and he would only agree to whatever law enforcement would agree to and so that basically handed his power over to police and prosecutors to make decisions they didn't want to do anything so there was going to be nothing until some families started showing up in front of the governor's residence and they had little kids who right. were telling stories about moms having to buy it uh, you know, go to other states and this other is things. Seizure control. Seizure. Like you know, yeah. the most yes. heart wrenching stories. And they were talking about how uh, pot was helping their their kids. And so, 
the governor made the mistake of saying, well, why don't you just buy it on the street? Which oh. is basically saying, why don't you just make yourself a criminal exactly. in order to help yeah. your small exactly. child? Like, what and what? that kind of turned this, the, the dial, and, and suddenly he was willing to sign a medical program. And then it was a negotiation. We got into this ridiculous thing where it wasn't going to move unless it had this, you know, no flour. It had to be processed. Right. And so it's expensive, hard to get to, very few conditions qualified. But it was a start, right? It was kind of opening right. the door. Yeah. And so yeah. 14 to t- seven years later, we finally got something you can smoke in the medical program. I think it's terrific in the fact that, that uh, and I still don't understand why Minnesota did the, 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 the flower thing. Uh, I, I talked when I Didn't talked I just Ryan, explain? Oh, well, why, no, why we did it now? No, back then. Oh, sorry, yeah. Not, well, now that I know you, I know everything. <laughs> you know, I get it all explained to me, so it's just fine. Don't worry about it. No, but I, I was talking to Ryan on the, the morning show this morning. He was talking about the fact that that in Minnesota, when I would go buy my monthly, it would be about five hundred to six hundred dollars. And I went when I go to Florida to spend some time, I would buy the same amount only in flour for about one hundred and eighty dollars, one hundred and seventy dollars. I mean, it was like one fourth the price, which is going to be here, I think, isn't it? It will be. That's wonderful news because so there, now people there, who need it or poor can get it. There was a rationale for the flower part being illegal, but I don't remember what it is. They have there was something in the law that made it so you could only use the stems and leaves, I think, or something like that. But I don't remember why exactly. I think they were pretty much afraid of California, where you oh, had yeah. kind we're of wide of open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, wide open, uh, grow your own, you know, kind of unrestricted so-called medical program that was really easy mm. to get through. Oh, and is, so is the I think flower, were, that's where the seeds come from? Flower is just like the thing you smoke. It's the it's the green stuff. Oh, well, then I wonder. Hmm. I'm sure they have their reasons, but I don't know what they are. I really and I don't think I any of us, it either. I don't think any of us know what they are. So do you think the feds will ever step in and say, let's, let's just make it legal and across the country? I think yeah. they have to. I yeah. mean, at some point yeah. you have this ridiculous situation where it's a Schedule One drug at the federal level. You can't do anything with it, yeah. and more and more states are going. I mean, I think it was Mississippi just moved to decriminalize or something yeah. like that. You know, So this is not— Well, they're on the vanguard of liberalism in Mississippi. Oh, yeah, they're leading the change. Right up there with South Dakota. <laughs> Yeah, well, exactly. I, I just, is this still, does the liquor industry have anything to do with this still? Nothing. That's nothing to do with They're not getting Unrelated. in the way. It's un, well, that's, see, I'm glad to hear that. That's an, it brings up an interesting question. I wonder what liquor sales have done in Colorado because they've got enough data and time to right. see what the effect is. I don't, don't know what the answer, but it's certainly an interesting question. Yeah, I just wonder what the, you know, because that that was the big charge back in the days. Oh yeah, the liquor industry will never let this happen because it'll take over. You know, blah blah blah. And, uh. Now most of them want to get in. Most people, if you talk to them, will say this is coming. We know it's coming. Yeah. And yeah. we're trying to figure. You know, we either want to get in on the business or we want to make sure we get this right or we're going to slow it down. Uh, but we know it's happening. And if you have private. Even you know prosecutors or law enforcement groups, they pretty much acknowledge it's going to happen. They're just yeah. going to try to slow it down as much yeah. as they can. We, I, a I, lot of prosecutors, not all of them. We uh, we talked this morning on the show as well that I don't get high when I do the THC. I take it, and then about a half hour later, I go to sleep. You don't get high at all. But I suppose if I took enough of it, I would get high, but I don't. I, I think I, you would, probably. I take <laughs> enough to sleep. 
Oh, that one time I accidentally took five instead of ten. I mean, fifty instead of ten. Yeah, I think you told that story. I did. Yeah. <laughs> Where Ricky Gervais turned into a dragon on TV. <laughs> I'm like, Whoa! <laughs> I did something wrong here. But yeah. still, even in the worst case scenario, if you take way too much THC, it's you know you sleep it off. You're yeah, not, not going to OD, right? No, you just sleep. You sleep even longer, so it all works out. I I just think it's terrific. Did you at first take a lot of criticism for stepping up the way you did? You know, there was a lot of people who didn't feel like uh, House Democrats should make this as much of a priority as we did. You know, as the majority leader, when I step up and take on an issue, it is kind of a marker that this is a priority for all of us. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people weren't so sure that they wanted to be running on this. Uh, or that this is an issue that they wanted to be on board with. Well, you know, what happened is, first of all, we took the time to work with them on the things they were worried about. And then they started talking to people in their districts, and they realized just how oh, strongly yeah. supportive this this is or supportive this is. So that happened. And then the final uh, kind of straw for a lot of people was just what they saw last summer uh, with George Floyd and the need to start addressing right. the criminal justice system, they realized that just, you know, as long as we're doing pretext stops and we're doing all this stuff on with pretext searches in cannabis, that it's just not a good direction to be moving in. We got to change it. So that does make sense. I'm, I'm real. I think we're going to end up with a much calmer society if we allow this to happen. Like, calm and down. Certainly. Yeah, they'll be hungrier. They'll be calmer. It'll be fantastic. We should take a quick break here. Oh, God, you're right. We blasted through the first did. half of the show. We'll be right back after these exciting announcements from our sponsors. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. I met the folks from Shift Real Estate last year on our way to Key West and love their story. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees because they list for a flat fee of $5,000, and that includes photos, MLS listing, online marketing, and the assistance of a full-time realtor. Tell Shift about your home, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more. Shift Real Estate, the common-sense way to sell your home. Visit shift2sell.com because life is expensive enough. Hey, it's Tom again for my good friends at Profile. You've heard me talk about the terrific experience I've had working with my Profile health coach, Danette, Dan Kelly. It's not just because I've lost weight and kept it off. It's because there's so much more to losing weight than simply stepping on a scale. Profile makes sure I'm in it for the long haul. It's about getting to your goal and staying there. That's why Profile provides members like me so many great tools to keep it off like monthly health seminars, 3D body scans, an exercise app, a terrific podcast, cookbooks, and so much more. Matter of fact, I'm going to be on the podcast in a couple of weeks. Can't say enough about Profile. It's changed my life, and it can change yours, too. Profile has six metro locations, as well as Mankato, St. Cloud, and Rochester. Make today the day you call them or visit ProfilePlan.com for a location near you. That's ProfilePlan.com. Oh, and mention promo code KQRS for a special discount. ProfilePlan.com. That's ProfilePlan.com. Priority Courier Experts is not the largest same-day courier company anymore. What? But we've always known. Not the largest same-day courier company anymore. All right. I don't get it. Pat, we've been at this for a quarter century now. But I thought... Uh, uh, uh. All right, then. What is Priority Courier Experts? Okay, I'm so glad you asked me that. Priority Courier Experts is Minnesota's largest same-day trucking company. All right. 
I still don't get it. Well, let me put it this way. When you think of courier, you think of packages. When you think of trucking, you think of pallets and freight. Okay, so? So, Priority has two fleets. One delivers packages, the other delivers freight. In fact, here's a little bit about Priority that you probably didn't know. Last year, Priority's local fleet drove 24 million miles. That's enough to go to the moon and back 50 times. You want to talk about moving freight now? Last year, Priority's big fleet moved 734 million pounds of freight. That is the way to the Titanic times seven. Look, there's still only one expert in town. We just do more now. And we're calling all drivers who want to join the team today. Pick up your phone now and call Robbie, Nick, Mike, or Chad, 651-748-4465, or visit us at Priority.com, and we'll get you on the road. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Attention. Drivers that sign on by July 30th are eligible for a sign-on bonus. A Doug Spin. We are back with Ryan Winkler talking all kinds of stuff. I have a question. Hypothetically, if you're an aging used car salesman and you're going to be retiring in the next few years, is there any chance that we might not have to be paying taxes on our Social Security benefits in the future? Good luck to you. Yeah, really. Let's let him answer. (laughs) It depends how much money you make, because we already exempt almost all Social Security benefits from taxes, but if you're bringing in a bunch of money uh, on top of your Social Security, then you're going to pay. Well, I don't have Damn. DJ money. So, what is the? I, I, you know, I don't I'm just know. I don't, to I don't have the details in okay. front of me, but it, it, most, the the vast majority of people who collect Social Security don't pay income tax on it because oh, we do it that. based on income. We so exempt it. So they don't pay much, anything for Medicare either. Uh, well, I don't know. It's very low. I'm not, I, think I haven't started like looking into my retirement options yeah, yet. Shut up. You might as well wait because <laughs> yeah, it might change. It's you. another <laughs> shot fired. Another shot at You me. started it. Yeah, that's true. I did. Because uh, <laughs> I just started collecting my retirement benefits. You know, I'm, I'm be that age in, in November. You're going to go ahead and say it. You, we all know. I will be 70 on November Starting 7th. your that's eighth exactly decade. Right. And I just found something else that even made me happier. I thought I had five years left of my deal. It's actually six. <laughs> I'm going to be like Sid Part Two. <laughs> I just tell you guys, it's unbelievable. It's going to be great. I'll be hanging out down at Murray's. It'll be, I, I hang out at Murray's anyway. You don't see me as the next Sid. You're not <laughs> no. seeing that one? Okay, never mind. I'm 95 years old. Weekend at Bernie's came to mind. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's a possibility. But no, I. I, I so. So you're going until you're 76? God, 76 years. What else, would you, what else are you going to do? Well, yeah, because I'm going to say... Which is a good question. You have to do something. I learned this from somebody that I met recently. He goes, you can't retire from something. You have to retire to something. Yeah, I think that's true. Well, I will tell you this. that there, There's a one of the heads of the company asked me if I would sign a four-year extension. From Ten se- more years. From 76 to 80? Yeah. That is almost Sid territory. That is. That's getting real close. <laughs> the problem to Sid is, the territory. older you get, the earlier in the day you get up. So you're going to be doing the midnight shift. Yeah, I'm going to do up. midnight to four. That'll be <laughs> you wonderful. You just go full circle. You just can start doing the cat man again. But no, you guys are right. I have to have some. I cannot just sit around. Well, I'll always do the podcast, I suppose, no matter how old I get. But yeah, I can't just sit around. I, I just, it, no right. way. No, There's that's no bad way. for you. You need you need goals and challenges, whatever they are. Speak for yourself. Have, have you written a book yet? 
No, and everybody wants me to, but I, you think if I ever write a book, I'm going to call it Miasma, Poisoned Air. What do you think? <laughs> just Poisoned Air will be it. Well, but I just took something. It's something I, to do when you, you know, have you've had true. a long career. Yeah. That son of a And then you can go on a book, podcast book tour. I just, uh, mm. so Tom, you used to be a disc jockey for what we understand. What, or you yes. could just pick like the top 10 people that you hate the most after like, your long career. Assassinate them? <laughs> you no. could write in words. You know? <laughs> in words, he goes in words. <laughs> I, did, I have an uncle who, said, who consistently said, uh, "I better not get dis- uh, diagnosed with a terminal disease because oh, there are yeah. seven people I'm taking with me." Oh, I understand your <laughs> uncle's thinking a hundred percent. You sons of just do a character assassination book. Nah. They're all the rage these days. No, oh, they are. There's no doubt about that. No, I don't know. I just. Uh, I've taken on, I, yesterday, oh, I met my goal yesterday, Doug. I don't know if I told you that or not. As of yesterday at uh, 2 o'clock or whatever, I mean, I've lost 101 pounds. So what do you weigh now? 215. Shit, you weigh less than I do. I mean, darn, you weigh less than I do. <laughs> I think I was 219 the last time I so stepped we're, we're on the We're taking scale. it on. We're taking it on. Wow. So you weighed how much? 316. I was a power lifter back in the day, baby. I was very, very strong. <laughs> No doubt about it. I still got some size to me, but not like I used yeah. to. No, congratulations. That's no, really fabulous. I just found out yesterday. Uh, no, did you ever have hypertension amazing. or high blood pressure or anything nope. like that? You never had to. Nope, didn't have any of that stuff. That's, that's correlated with obesity, but it's mostly a genetic thing. Right. I think. No, I understand. Mm. I mean, I have it. I'm, I'm yeah. heavier than I should be, but not by Aren't we all? God, am I glad I didn't make the comment I was going to say before you said that. Go ahead. You can say it. Okay, you can't look at me, though. Usually hypertension comes from having too much body fat, not how much you weigh. <laughs> so, right. So I'm so, you know, you're not in you know, how much how much would you say? You're two nineteen? Yeah, I you if can't I was, be much overweight if at two nineteen. If I was two hundred, I think I'd be about perfect. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Nobody 100. should be that perfect. Yeah. No, <laughs> as I, perfect when I as Doug bas- Sprinthal. When I played basketball a lot, I was one eighty. Oh God! And no you must fat rail. Well, but you can jump then, right? <laughs> Only oh, Charles yeah. Barkley can. I love jam Charles a basketball Barkley. looking with that physique that he has. The rest of us needed, you know. Yeah, I I love him. He says whatever the hell he wants. If you don't like it, too bad. <laughs> He's a very. I've only talked to him one time, and he was on the phone. He was just a very pleasant guy. My kids will sometimes quote him at dinner. Oh, Charles! Oh, this Barkley. is terrible. Terrible! It is terrible, man. It's terrible. <laughs> God, he was fun to watch. The round mound to rebound. Yep. No question. But, yeah, so, I mean, uh, basically, um, maybe what I'll do now, now that I've lost all this weight, maybe I'll go back and get a high school diploma. What do you think? Uh, that's too Might much for time. one year. Too honorary? Much. Or... I already got an honorary <laughs> one. <laughs> they already gave me an honorary one. But I don't think it would give me a college degree because I only went for one day, so I don't think I'm getting a degree. Andy, by the way, just uh, made the dean's list. I'm very proud of you. I don't know if I made the dean's list. You did. No, I didn't. Which list? Like like the list on Animal House? No. (laughs) I made that other dean's list. No, the dean's I just did an what online college, so it's how, how badly studying? can you misbehave? Uh, software engineering. <laughs> okay, all right. Or software development. Sent it to your mom. Depending on how you want to look at it. I was recommended for some, I don't know. I'm going to find the picture. Well, didn't you test out of your, your associate's degree? Yeah. 
That's pretty impressive, Andy. We can just take a test well, and get I an am, associate's degree. I am in my mid-30s. Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> life experience. <laughs> right? yeah, life experience. Technically, lady. yes, because the test was basically how good are you with computers and, you know. Well, you are. I've been using computers every day of my life for the past, what, 28 years? So yeah, you have to be pretty good. True. I suppose that's true. I would imagine that's true. So any case, what are you staring at me for? Not that I, I was gonna. I was looking for a visual cue as to he, whether you were gonna speak or not. He was nominated to the National Society of Leadership and Success. See, there you go, Andy. Well, we're very proud. Because Sounds he good. did so well. Yeah. Wow. Indeed, takes after his mother. He's smart. <laughs> That's exactly right. Just her. Just her. No, oh, he doesn't want to take after my side of the family. You end up in like the VA. Mental ward. Oh. He's got the best of both worlds: his mother's looks and his mother's brains. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> yeah, I got both things. That's wow. exactly. Well, I am I going to deny it? No, I. I Honestly, don't know. I, he's I got still, he's got a similar nose to you. No. A little Is bit. No, maybe. <laughs> maybe. He's got a great attitude like I do. <laughs> I That's exactly what it is. So, do you have kids? I've got three boys. How old? Uh, 16, 14, and 11. This is the greatest. It is the best. Isn't it just wonderful? There's nothing better than that. Really? The teenage? Yeah, I was going to say teenagers? the 16 and 14. Oh, yeah. Really? You slid through your Teflon coat. Uh, oh, these kids Teflon. are great. They're just a delight every day. I'm, I'm, it sounds like I'm being sarcastic. It does. Actually, <laughs> because normally you are very sarcastic. No, no, they are like just a delight. Are they perfect children? Pretty goddamn mm. close. Hey. Well. Because of your wife. It is possible. I feel it like it, she gets 50-50 credit. Oh, only 50-50. <laughs> okay. Former wife. Yeah, so yeah. if I'm giving 50% oh, credit never for, mind. for never a former mind wife, that. that's not too I, bad. I, I didn't, oh, that's I, pretty, no, that's sorry. pretty good. Not realizing. We get along very well. So when did she get sick of you? Uh, five years ago. Really? Six years ago. Yeah. I'm more, still waiting on Catherine. <laughs> One of these days. <laughs> it's yes. going to be the end. Give me your house key. <laughs> Cough it up. Well, especially if you retire, work. then that's going to be the real challenge. Oh, that will be the retire. acid test. Well, that's so good if you're getting through early teen years with a that's fantastic. time-sharing I've family. Gonna, he's going to be 17. My oldest will be 17, graduating from uh, high school next year, doing the college you know, tour and looking he, at all that stuff. Has he thought about where he wants to go? His or? number one choice is the Naval Academy. Oh, really? Oh, there okay. you go. So there we'll see. Go. Can't beat the price. You get to know, pol- know politicians to get in, right? <laughs> it does help. Yeah. Did you? Where'd you go? At Harvard. I thought so. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, did, you told the story about your dad was uh, pretty whipped up about that. I remember. Well, he, they, my, you know, my dad builds log homes for a living. Yeah. You know, they're yeah. not academic uh, types. Were you know, so small town, but they're always very supportive. And when we figured out we, something we wanted to do, they figured out how to be helpful That's and supportive. That's what. See, now we need to hear more of that. How families are supportive. We're helping each other. This, that, and the other thing. And I, I just want to hear what the positive message is. I'm sick to death of how horrible everyone is. Hey, I was, I, for the last two nights, I was, last night I was in the north side and uh, in uptown the night before, oh, talking God. to organizations that are doing uh, nonviolence, violence disruption in the community. So they're taking kids out of the kind of street lifestyle, putting Good. them to work. Uh, becoming sort of, you know, kind of like peace ambassadors, and I spent the, you know, an hour with them last night. It was, they were great. Uh, they were from 14 to 25, and it was, it was a terrific hour. They're doing great things, and all they want to do is bring in more kids, do more, and continue what they're doing. 
That's fantastic. You know, I have four young. Well, the oldest one will be 23 this year. The rest of them in their teens, and they really restore my. It's so fashionable for a lot of people my age whose kids are older say, "Oh, the kids these days are terrible. They don't know anything." I'm like, "You're full of shit. You haven't. Yeah, you do go talk to them." Yeah, I'll tell you this. You'll appreciate this story. It was a couple of years ago. My son was 16, and my daughter were thir- were 13, and we always have conversations at dinner. We've never allowed cell phones or TV. It's just like time to talk. Yeah. Well, they start mm-hmm. getting in a big government, little government argument. I'm like, "This is interesting." Mm-hmm. And my son finally says to his younger sister, Ellie, you should read the Federalist Papers. And she fires back, Wesley, what makes you think I already haven't? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, okay. There you go. We'll never settle the argument. It, it's been going you, on it, since the, the argument birth of is the what we're supposed to be having. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But at least they're, you know, they're in tune. And I just, um, you know, my, two of my kids went to Egan school systems, and they were fabulous. And you know, you go to the graduation. And it's like being at the UN. I mean, yep. there's kids from all over the world, and the ones that get the loudest cheers typically are the first generations that go that are graduating from American high schools. It's really cool to watch that. So yep. I, I tend to be more positive than negative, and I'm, I'm glad that there are groups in really great parts of our city that are going through tough times right now. To see up to all that stuff going on. Well, these are the, these are the people who are out there and cleaned it up at 4 a.m. They, yeah. they oh, brought kids out. I mean, wonderful. not I say kids, but, yeah. you know, yeah. late teens, early 20s, and they just went out in numbers. They were organized, and they and they were out at 4 a.m., and by 6 a.m. it was all cleaned up. And they didn't get – the city didn't pay them. It wasn't a backdoor deal through Jacob Fry or something like this. It's a group of people That's that puts – they, they, they go out and put people in jobs at – Cub Foods and grocery stores, they make sure that they get there, they're in touch with them all the time, right. and then they have them do community service work on top of it. So they're, awesome. they're regular money, and they're working for a purpose. You know what I love about that whole thing? And look, I was born in Minnesota, I grew up in, in Minneapolis, all the rest of it. It really breaks my heart. It broke my heart in the late 60s when they burned my neighborhood to the ground in North Minneapolis. It bothers me a lot what they're doing with Uptown, and for several reasons. First of all, I loved hanging around Uptown. Did they catch those morons that were doing donuts in front of the Uptown Theater, shooting off so. pistols? Shooting pistols off. But what, my, I feel like we're becoming Florida. Yeah, kind of feels that way. <laughs> you see, no, you're little, right. With worse weather. <laughs> Somebody doing donuts on the Capitol lawn the other day. Uh, that's right. Unbelievable. Yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> but the reason that, that Uptown is really special to me, even though I never got along with him, I was fascinated. My father's father told me, that when he was a little boy, like five, six years old, and he would be like, I guess, 130 now or something, I guess. But he used to go deer hunting at Lake and Hennepin. So really? what does that tell you? But 100, 130 years ago, think about yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, it's was there anything amazing. there 130 well, years you know, ago? It's, nothing, interestingly nothing. enough, I don't know why it popped up, but it was like the history of Lakewood Cemetery, and I yeah. think that was started in... 1880, they bought it for yeah. $20,000, so which was a years ago for that yeah. land. Oh, back then. Oh, God, yeah. yeah it was right. a lot of money. That is beautiful, though, right there it on is. the lake. Man, that guy's gorgeous. Hubert's got the biggest outfit, doesn't is he? Is that still? where you're going? Lakewood, when it's time? Yeah, I'll be going in. Is there a coffee can around? <laughs> 
Because I can guarantee they'll, they'll, they'll Maybe be going torturing to space me. with Bezos and all the other other. Yeah, that's what I want to do. Spend the rest of my death with Bezos. <laughs> what a great idea that'd be. Your your legacy will be on the radio and whatever uh, book you write. That's what people will hold on to, not some memorial someplace. I'm Maybe with Ryan. Let's book. let's start get the the groundswell going for you to write a book. Should I write a book? Oh, it ain't going to be pretty. I can promise you. Well, that. that's why people would want to read it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what year? Don't call it great things that happened in my life. No, it would not be called. <laughs> What year would he have been doing that deer hunting? 19, well, see, that would have been, so if he's 135, like the the mid-1880s, or early 1880s. Uh, 1870, the population of Minneapolis was (laughs) 13,000. Oh, wow. my God. It was, it's all down by the river. <laughs> it was all down yeah, by the river. Exactly. Yeah. Cedar river. They yep. just completed the high-rises at Cedar Riverside, well, and they were pretty much that A lot of Minneapolis would be kind of a 1920s suburb in a lot of other places. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, absolutely. I had a friend from Boston, this is a long time ago, uh, come out and visit, and we were, I think, at you know, right over by the Walker, or you know, in that neighborhood, right. and they said, "So, is this part of the city, or is this a suburb?" Isn't that a, well? The East yeah. Coast is like a suburb. It is like a suburb. You're absolutely right. And I think it would have been 1890 because I think he was born. I think he was born. Well, probably 1888 because I think he was born in 1883. Well, the I population think. then was about 150. So. Oh, there you go. Much bigger, but still not a he whole. He said lot. there was no. nothing there then. Yeah, that the, those buildings were built, I think, around in the 1890s, a few years later, mm-hmm. I think. But yeah, so that area's always been very special. Now we got people shooting it up and doing donuts and that kind of. But to go down to the to the Uptown Theater to see, you know, although my friends, oh God. so we got to go see Rocky Horror Picture Show at the Uptown Theater. That doesn't seem like your kind of thing. And it was not. It was my thing, but because I didn't like know, yours. and I took a couple of Northsiders with me, and they literally stopped the movie and said. You shoot me with another water pistol, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> oh, so they weren't fond of getting rice they, thrown at them no, and pieces of toast? No, rice thrown at them and of toast and shot with squirt. They didn't like that at all. They went, it's part of the deal. I don't care if it's part of the deal. <laughs> like, Settle down, big babies. No, I don't know. But I love those stories. Being around, you know, from Minnesota my whole life and all the rest of it, all the stories about all these. You have to remember, North Plymouth Avenue in North Minneapolis was a bustling I mean, really busy uh, retail, a lot of other yep. things. When I was yeah. a kid, until 1967, 68, when they burned it, there were movie theaters and bowling alleys and pool halls and delis and drugstores. I you mean, know, it was like everything. a lot of other cities, when they put the, the, the freeway systems through the typically the poorest communities in uh, the state, that's that's was sort they of did the beginning of the end of the, some of those neighborhoods. But Plymouth yep. Avenue should have should have been rebuilt as a retail center, not in low income housing. Yeah, because it would bring money to the neighborhood. I mean, why they ever just put low income housing there? There's no money coming into that neighborhood anymore. I mean, they don't have. There are no businesses there. Yeah. Even Broadway doesn't have any businesses anymore. Which is not the way to improve a neighborhood. I really wish they had done a much better job with that. I really do. Because I it, love It's that encouraging to hear stories like what Ryan was talking about, about people in the community actually trying to do something to fix things. Yeah. Because it's, it's There's just, a lot of good things happening so out there. There's so much rock yeah. throwing, and it's like, okay, why, why don't you actually do something? Be well, what plan. they all say is most of the time the people who are coming in to talk about this stuff have no connection to the community. On right. the far left or the far right or whatever, yeah. that, that's, no, that's not true. us. We're the people You're who right. live here day after day. You're absolutely right just, about that. Just like it descends from the outside, this, you know, this battle. 
Why does Minneapolis do that, do you think? Particularly oh, I Minneapolis. I think it's universal. Is I, it really? I think so. I think yeah, it's everywhere. Maybe it is. Why do we want to do that? Let people that have no investment in this, in these cities, in the state, why would we let them take over? I don't get it. Makes no sense to me. I don't know. Maybe they have nothing to do. They're retired people. <laughs> They're all rich people. Speaking of retirement, I have to uh, retire from this podcast. Oh, you do? Yes. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. you got to get That's it right. Ryan's Ryan, always a great in, pleasure, man. Important government business to attend to. It is very important government business to attend to. They're figuring out what size uh, tax rebate checks we're going to get next week. Yeah, exactly. So stand by. You it's going to be one or two million. Yeah. You just hold on for that. <laughs> Ryan, it's great having you in. We got a, one of these nights. Like, if you ever get married again, we should go out to dinner with the wives. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll let you know. Great to see All you, right. pal. You Thanks too. for coming in. Thanks for coming in. It's good to see Thanks. you. No doubt about it. He's got to do some business, ladies and gentlemen. He's got to run the state of Minnesota is what he's got to do. So yes. that's pretty cool. He has to do it all by himself. Yes, Ryan Winkler by himself. Refund. Thanks, Ryan. Refund. 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 <laughs> We're chanting. Like what I would do. I'll bless my own devices. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. I, 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 that means a lot to me, the fact that the, I it was because of you I got to meet Pat Garofalo no, and it's Ryan actually, Winkler. Yeah, it's because of people that I know. I'd... Just the nice, I just love the fact that, you know, they're, they're diametrically opposed politically, but they're really good friends, yeah. which is the example we should all be giving, not the Donald Trump, Nancy Pelosi matchup. Oh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, fortunately, it's, it's much more palatable at the state level than it is at the federal level. It's, most cases, yes. Most cases, Right. Yeah. I mean, nothing, there's depends no, on the nothing's state. ever perfect, but... No, that's very, very true, so I don't know. But, but that was a good call, getting uh, Ryan Winkler in here, because... Flower is going to help us greatly. It, first of all, was probably going to calm down a lot of people who are not very Because I'm sure right there are people that, I mean, $600 is to some money, people man. not a lot of money, but to a lot of folks, that's okay. I could do that or I could pay my rent. $600 per what, month? Month. Yeah. Yeah, that's a fair amount of money, I would yeah, say. Yeah, so if you can cut that down to. I'm like, yeah. Jesus. I, and I was shocked. I went down to Florida, and I'm digging out, you know, five, six hundred bucks in cash because you had to pay it in cash at right. that time. You could now use a, a credit card. Oh, can you really? Yeah, you can now. But they, um, seriously, I, I went, well, this is only $170? They go, yeah, why? And I said, a little more expensive back at the house. Well, to be fair, Florida you. is just cheaper. To, everything is cheaper there. Oh, everything's there. much cheaper there. You're absolutely right. Yeah, we don't have a clothing tax, and yet our clothing is still more expensive than in Florida. Yeah. Florida, if everything is cheaper in Florida. Hmm. Yeah, because of – well, this is a very wealthy state, and people don't realize how much money is in this state. It's that is true. a lot of money here. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, one of the problems. Good God, that dollar went by in a, heart, a heartbeat. Just amazing. keeps getting better and better. Well, it's because of your fine leadership. I know. Is that what it is? Join us next week when I miraculously pull another guest out of thin air. Uh, we could get Pat Garofalo to come in. You know, it's been a while. I was thinking about yeah, him. I'll, I'll reach out to him. Or you his... can get Tim Walls. He could come in. I, I tried I early on. I uh, was did. really close, and then COVID hit, and I was like, you know, he's got so much stuff to do. He's never going to try. But I, I'll circle back with him. I met his chief of staff at a press conference about electric cars, of all things, a couple of years ago. And he's a guy, what's his name? Charlie Carlson, I think. Sounds oh, like yeah. a pretty decent guy. If we ever do have the governor on, can I say, 
Did you ever think that a hillbilly like you could get elected governor of the I state? I would bet he would laugh at he's that. A he does seem to have a, a sense of humor. Oh, he's a hillbilly. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. I'm not saying that's a bad thing either. I'm just saying, but he is pretty much your... Yeah, he shot himself folk. in the foot a couple of years ago when he <laughs> characterized a lot of outstate Minnesota's rocks and cows. Yeah, like, he Dude, did. You're the governor of the whole yeah, state. That's not yeah, a just not, thing to say. Just yeah, not so uptown. That's going to do it, man. Another right. great show. Over and out. We'll see you next week, everybody.